Welcome to part one of Basic White Boy Month, the month where we celebrate one of our favorite things, pumpkin beers. And by favorite things, we mean things that we like, but don't like to admit it. Anyway, enjoy, and um, stay tuned for part two in a couple weeks. Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Beer-Tastic Voyage. My name is Kevin. I'm Mark. And I'm Justin, and I'm basic. Yes, you're very basic today. Mark has his vest on. I forgot my scarf, but Justin is wearing leggings, so we're all set yes. to celebrate our basic white boy month as we down 10 different pumpkin beers from all over the place. Mostly from Long Island, but... I thought we had eight. Eight. I thought there were ten. I want there to be ten. Yeah. Because it's like the best. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> we we can get more and we could. drink more. There are more out there locally. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We definitely yeah. could have picked up more than this. And that's the other uh, bonus to this. With the exception of, of uh, one, uh, they're all local. Um, yeah. But uh, the other one's from a local friend. So uh, we'll uh, let that one slide. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're doing our pumpkin beer episode, probably episodes for the year. Um, we've talked about a few different pumpkin beers in the past. Everybody knows my obsession raging hard on for leaf pile yes which we don't have today because we've had that more than once on the show i think uh at I least mean, twice at least, yeah. Uh, yeah baby uh, i mean once once probably felt like twice because st- sitting this close to you while you drink it is just dangerous for everyone yeah exactly. i just remember how he had the question his faith when we had the squash buckler last year though oh true yeah the true. squash buckler is delicious um and that is back this time yes yes, yes we have that one back so Let's just do a quick rundown. We have the West Hampton Beach pumpkin beer. What else do we have, Mark? We we got you get, they're all facing you. So we've you got Squash it. Buckler from Brick House. We've got Effin' Pumpkin from 1940s. We've got uh, Pumpkin Out from Po' Boy, as well as uh, Jacked Up from Po' Boy. We've got Mother Pumpkin Ale from Blue Point. We've got All Hallows Eve from Spider Bite. And finally, we've got Voodoo Rangers special release Atomic Pumpkin from New Belgium. So we've got a pretty good collection, and not that I've, I've had some of these, but not all of them. And one of the things that appeals to me about pumpkin beers is that so many, every brewery does their own take on it. Because there's no official guidelines or official definition of what a pumpkin beer has to be, you get this really wide variety. So sometimes you get ones that are made out of, like, uh, we were talking, like, out of an amber ale. And sometimes you have ones that are... Or like all, all sorts of different 1940s varieties. 1940s is a Saison. Really? Yeah. yeah Saison. That's the coolest part about that. You, they, know? you know, you take a base style, essentially, to make take a pumpkin beer. Take any beer. Pump, add some nutmeg, add, some add pumpkin, and spice. <laughs> some spice. Yeah. You got a pumpkin. You don't even need to add pumpkin, really. And that's the, th- and that's the thing. That's a, that was going to be my next point. Like, some of them do have that squash pumpkin flavor, but most of the time when you hear, like, pumpkin beer, they're probably not going to taste like the squash. They're going to taste more like... Pumpkin oh, the, spice. Yeah, the flavor, right. yeah, the spice uh, is cinnamon, be the uh, cinnamon allspice, you know, those kind of uh, nutmeg, those kind of flavors. Yeah, you when know. you ask someone what a pumpkin tastes like, if you literally say, "What does a pumpkin taste like?" they they usually respond with those with those answers, not realizing that you know yeah. when they're eating something like that, that's just the spices yeah. that they added. But I honestly didn't really know that until I started hanging with you guys. Yes, yeah. I'm just basic white guy. Yeah, well, I really like like 
you can treat pumpkin just like you would any other winter squash. So, like, if you roast it and stuff like Is that. Is it a blank canvas? Yeah, it tastes pretty good. Yeah. It We're... really sinks. It really <laughs> sinks. Um, no, you guys, you, you, you guys like squashes as much as I do. So yes, I do. Yes, I do. Have I, I ever have told a you large about large pile of butternuts upstairs? Man. Have I ever told you about the really stoned essay I wrote freshman year in college about squash? No, no, yeah, oh. that does not ring a bell. So com one, it's com one hundred. So you know it's like a useless fucking course. Oh yeah, right. And I'm there. It's like intro on how to talk. Right. So <laughs> I got blazed out of my mind in my dorm room. I'm hanging out and I start writing this whole thing and I'm. The basic premise of it was that, like, you don't really – when you look at things, you don't see everything all at once. You pick out individual things, and then your brain puts it all together, right? So we use the analogy of looking at, like, a fruit stand, and you see all the different fruits and vegetables all over the place, and you pick out the ones that are there. So me being in this state starts going off onto some random tangent about how if you're a fan of squash – or squash enthusiasts, as I wrote about 12 times in the paper, that your brain would naturally go to those things first as opposed to the other ones, and that this would be formed by your upbringing rather than, you know, your own free will. And I was just like, what the... F-? It, it made perfect sense at the time. The funny thing is, when I you say squash be... enthusiast, I just think of, like, a 1980s banker from, like, American Psycho <laughs> playing squash. Hey, I got a B-plus on it. It was cool. <laughs> Actually, B plus is the perfect grade. Yeah. You know you put in enough work where everyone knows that you were trying, but you didn't go so crazy that you wasted an extra like double the amount of time oh, yeah. no. getting the A. This was all stream of consciousness typing, like yeah. just go and then <laughs> no come editing. back come back the next morning and just format it so that it's in a couple paragraphs and be done. Like um Yeah, that was that was squash enthusiasts. Excellent. Yeah, that was weird. You should try to find that. You should have held on to that. I don't know what happened to it. But one thing that I have held on to is this beer. And we're starting with the West Hampton. Um, the Hampton Pumpkin. Yeah, the Hampton Pumpkin, which we've talked about. When we talked about West Hampton, I'm sure I mentioned it, that uh, the head brewer there, Dave, used to be the brewer at um, John Harvard's Brewhouse. R.I.P. All right. And um, one of the greatest beers they had was their pumpkin spice beer. Um, my wife and I, we got a keg of it, and we served it at our wedding. And then we took it back to the hotel and finished drinking the keg in the hotel lobby, as you guys were a part of. Yes. Yes. Um, and this is that beer, and I'm so, so happy it's back. <laughs> it went on like a three-year hiatus, and now it's back, and I'm so very happy for it to be back. Yeah, I, um, I, I remember drinking it at your wedding and enjoying it, but at the time, and especially when um, John Harvard's was around, I didn't know what the heck I was drinking, so I barely paid attention. You know, I would go get a flight to look cool at John Harvard's. I didn't know what I was doing. But um, it's probably the most standard pumpkin beer i've had but in a good way like when you think yeah. pumpkin beer like this it hits all those notes it's got a, a a nice like very deep copper color the head stayed around for a while um the carbonation on it um allows the spices to really kind of flow up into my nose when i smell it it's it's, it's outstanding yeah. and it's only 4.3 percent alcohol so you can drink a keg of it in a uh, hotel lobby and not get kicked out yeah yeah <laughs> fact we did we did <laughs> Um, According to the website, it the spices are nutmeg, cinnamon, and ginger, Ooh. which is one of the reasons why like I like this beer because there's no added clove. Well, that's that's the thing because well, because you said allspice, right? Because there's the clo- you say there's clove in Cl- allspice. 
Well, allspice contains clove. one of the compounds that's in that 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 is the predominant flavor of clove. Okay, all right, that's what you're saying. Now all you're right. talking the chemical compounds. The chemical compounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say. I'm like, I'm like, I'm pretty certain allspice is like a separate entity. Like it is, creature. but <laughs> not creature plant. But it, you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. it is. But allspice but has chemical. the yeah. same flavor compounds in it that cinnamon, yeah. uh, nutmeg, and clove have. Yeah. And to what I lesser yeah. degrees of those three things separately. And what's interesting to me about that is when I made the pumpkin beer, Mark couldn't stand it because it was essentially a clove bomb, and it was. Right. But now I kind of get why because well, there was allspice and clove, and it was a fair bit of both in there. And now that I know that I can sort of drop the clove, I'm interested to make it again. I didn't make it this year because I really didn't dig it, and I never really have time to make yeah. a pumpkin beer. Um, but um, there's a competition coming up. Yeah, exactly. And I wasn't going to enter a pumpkin beer because I'm pretty sure they don't do that well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. Well, yes. You, well, you're not. No, no. You're specifically entering well, not a it. pumpkin beer. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. I use sweet potatoes, not pumpkin. Exactly. I love this beer. Yes. It's. I'm so happy that it's back. Um, I love the really, the maltiness to it. Um, I think even if you took the spices out, it would probably be a pretty tasty beer. Like just on that, just on its own. Oh yeah, it'd probably be a nice, um, you know, a light brown. Um, you know, or if you added, replace the spices with a hop to give it a little bite back, like I'd probably still be in love with it. But the base for it is delicious. Yeah, it's got good uh, caramel, sweet notes, a little bit of uh, like toasty crust. Mm-hmm. But at, at, at no point does it really like overwhelm you to the point of it. No, and again, that goes back to it. Like I definitely taste the spices, but at the same time, they're done deftly to the point where they're not overwhelming my palate yes um i would like a little bit more spice because i tend to i tend to want it to be sort of an over-the-top experience with the spice but i i from a like a beer connoisseur perspective like a beer snob perspective I, i appreciate the fact that the beer is forward it's not just sort of like the uh like a mixed drink for right. uh, for someone, it's it's more of a beer experience than it is um, a sweet beverage experience. Yeah. Well, of course, if you want the sweet beverage experience, you can always just do the rim job on the glass. Which so the mark twitch a little when yeah, you said that. Which we're not going to dive into today because we've hashed that out a few times. Yes, we have. But yeah. um, I'm sure that's something you could do if that pleases you. I will leave it at that. Um, are we going to rate these guys, or do we want to like stack them all out and rate them against each other? How do we want to do this? I'd, let's rate I'd, them. I'd like to rate them how we do straight up. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, we can rate them individually yeah. and then yeah. declare our favorites. We, we can declare our favorites, yeah. That's true. I've been watching... I've been staying up late with the baby, and I've been watching the Great British Baking Show. Ah, so yes. So they always stack it out and go, right. like, this one was last, this one's next last, and then, okay, these last three are like, you're closer. Right. That's the only reason it ran into my head right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like that show. It's it's oddly pretty good, and they're all amazingly nice to each other, which I don't understand. Oh yeah, that's like the opposite of every other, like a uh, American reality television. Yeah, I was watching it. And I'm just like, if an American was on the show, they would just like they would just kick him off the first week, just him or her off the first week, just because. <laughs> um, so you, for th- you know why it's called the Great British Baking Show in the country, right? Why? why instead of the Great British Bake Off, which is what it's called in oh, the it's UK? Called the Bake Off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, it's because. Pillsbury or whatever company yeah. owns Pillsbury now owns the trademark on the word bake, bake off. off. Yeah. In the US? Yeah. Interesting. Did not know that. Or copyright. Yeah. One of those two things. Gotcha. Um 
I love this beer so much, and I'm afraid that I may throw this out there more than once today, but this one's a keg for me, and it's been a keg in my life for real, and <laughs> I really do love this beer. And for I'm, at least three years. Yeah. And it really is a beer that four years. I, look for, I used to look forward to every year at John Harvard's, and now that I know it's back, I'm going to be making the trek out east to get it, so it's a keg for me, hands down. It is also helpful that, it, you know, they canned it, so. Yes, I'm super excited that they canned it. A little, uh, you could keep it around for a little longer. Maybe. <laughs> when, uh, when Rachel, even, even when Rachel found out that, like, that's what that beer was, she's like, oh, we got some, right? I'm like, yes, don't worry. Yeah. Um, so. I want to live. <laughs> so, I mean, you gave Leaf Pile a keg as well, but if you had to, to you know, to, to kill which one of these, to, which one of these are you going to kill? Which one am I going to kill? Yeah. Like, you know what? You're asking me to choose between children right here. I know. That's, that's really know. hard. Um, I would probably it. I would probably go with this one over Leaf Pile because it's a little less sweet, making it more accessible year-round, like and across Fair. a wider variety. I love the sweet stuff, and I love that part, but I think this one is just that magical balance. That's a fair point. Um, I am going to give it a bomber. Okay, very um, fair. Yeah, I I really enjoy it quite a bit. Um, I think it's, it's when it comes to a pumpkin beer, it's like the ideal pumpkin beer. I just want a, a, I would want a little more sweetness to go along with the spice. Right. It's a pint for me. Like I do enjoy it, but mm-hmm. it's not. I mean, aside from your wedding, where I drank a lot. Yeah. I no you I, at weddings probably too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, for that one, I cannot say whether what happened with that. I no. have no idea. The only thing I vividly remember from your wedding is, is Henry in the... Uh, yeah. He was drinking a fair bit of it with us. He was drinking a fair bit of everything. Everything, yeah. Um, so, it's a pint for you? Yeah, it's a pint for yeah. me. Like, I enjoy it, but like after that glass, I, I want to have something else. All right. Well, we'll change it up for you with another pumpkin. Yes. Yeah. This is actually one of my... Uh, preferred pumpkin beers well and this is this is also we're sneaking this one in here a little too because it is technically if you're going to be a total dickhead about it not a pumpkin beer it's actually now that you guys are certified beer dickheads no i think i thought he used cheese pumpkins this year oh he did you're right last year he didn't no no that's true they were cheese pumpkins they were a different type of squash last year um if i'm remembering uh, correctly yeah i believe you're correct but you're right. He did use, uh, and, and the cool part about this is that they're Long Island pumpkins, which is why um, it's usually released later in the season than most other pumpkin beers. Um, well, that's also because everyone else are complete assholes and decide that they should release pumpkin beers like in fucking beginning of September, but or July. Well, July is different. Seasonal creep is done on purpose to illustrate how stupid that is. So I'm down for that, and it's a fucking great beer. I didn't have any left, or I would have brought some. Yeah, I know, but yeah. like in order for them to still be making a statement, it has to come out in June next year because I uh, yeah. The You're rest right. of them are out in August. You're right, um, but the uh, they're out. It's out late because the it's cheese pumpkins from Long Island. They're a legit Long Island. Yeah, pumpkin, I think that's awesome. great. Um, this is another one with that gorgeous amber color. Like yeah. I really love the color. I on don't this. envy Paul having to sit and cut up. I forget how many hundreds of pounds. <laughs> I'm hoping he had some minions help him. Yeah, that I, I'm I, pretty sure it was him. Oh my I god! I feel like he would have called in the kitchen staff for that one. Let's go, guys. We're gonna clean up some pumpkins. The uh, the head on this, yeah, it's is pretty gorgeous. Uh, pretty pretty epic. Yeah, it's a nice cream colored head to it. It's yeah, like I I 
poured mine with some vigor because you know it was the first of the crowler so mm -hmm. i have a, a thick fluffy head on here yeah mine is that nice skim coat of solid bubbles yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't leave it's uh color wise it's a, it's a deep amber a little lighter than the west hampton one 120 pounds is on the website 120 pounds of the cheese pumpkins of mm. cheese pumpkins yep wow um, oh, this one's good. The aroma, uh, I don't get a lot of uh, spice on the aroma. It's um, a very mild um, spice. Yeah, this yeah. one, I think the um, the malt comes more forward in the aroma. I get more, the more of the caramels, caramel yeah. sweetness. But the spice is much more present in the sip. Yes. I, I smell the ginger on the nose. <clears throat> Pardon me. Sorry. Yeah, the, and in the flavor, the ginger definitely is, the, to me, the predominant one. I'm, I mean, I'm sensitive to, the, to ginger in general, but it's definitely the, the predominant uh, finish for me. Yeah, yeah, and that might be part of the reason why like this is one of my favorites. Yeah, this one almost comes off like a kind of a like a multi ginger ale. Yes, I was snacking on candied ginger all day at work today. There you go. That would this would because you're a psycho. I'd, I'd be into that. That's <laughs> um, the thing is, I can have like a piece of candied ginger. If I have one piece, I'm good for like a week. Like I can recall the flavor. I can immediately taste. It's it just on my another tongue. way for me to assault. <clears throat> My mucus membranes. Uh, yeah, I guess, like in yeah. addition to you know all kinds of chili peppers, like I can also add ginger in there too. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, the I candy can't. ginger. That's one of those ones that I'm like, oh, I had one piece. Uh, okay, I'm gonna come one more. Like if I had it in my car, like oh, I, really? I have, like if I did, oh. like when I do, I'm just like oh, a piece. And then I go, I get in the car, I'm like oh, here's another piece. Oh, I have another piece. All right, let me have one more before I go into the store. Like, oh so yeah, damn good. Nah, not me. Oh, it's delicious. Um, and this beer is delicious too. It um, is. We had some of this at uh taps and talents correct this is he was born this at yes taps yes and he did have this there um and yeah we were very excited about about it there too like it's a good batch this year really good yeah no it's definitely it is one of my favorites now it's, uh it, it i feel like you get a little bit of uh the honey that goes into this as well on the finish and yeah it's you know the website says it's got ginger clove star anise and uh, nutmeg and cinnamon in it. I don't get the star anise, honestly, which is a good thing. Oh, yeah, because that's, yeah, that's what I was gonna bring bring up. It's uh, it's not. I I, <laughs> I don't like licorice flavor. Me neither. And I I mean, I think that it kind of leads into the ginger. Like if you follow it through as you're swallowing it, I think the star anise, a tiny bit of licorice kick hits you as the ginger finishes off the your pal on your palate. But again, it's not a a, a crazy amount. And you might be right on yet. that because I don't have that lingering licorice on my palate. As you know why. where I pick up the licorice just a little bit at the on the retro nasal, like very much, like at the end, right? Yeah. As you, if you blow out right at the end, I think you pick it up a little bit more. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. Like, I think it's a good addition, though. It kind of ties yeah, the flavors in. Yeah, and it, it gives it a roundness to the flavor rather than just punch you flavors. It gives it a little bit more body in that in those uh, spices to it. Yeah. I mean, on paper, when you read those spices off, I'm like, yeah, nah, I'm not going to like that. <laughs> That's not a thing I'm going to like, but this is a, a prime example of something that where the, the sum of uh, some of the parts is very different than each individual part. But Star Anise is one of those ones that, like, it's part of that classic combo that we were talking about of those f spice flavors that you think of in holiday smells. Yeah. Like that's a part of it. Um, you know, my mother used to take, would take a orange and stud it with cloves and like throw a piece of star anise in like a little bit of uh, apple cider. Oh yeah. And just put it on the stove and let it warm and just like let the aroma drift through the whole house. And it was like awesome. 
<laughs> that's, that's not pretty awesome. Um, yeah, and it would just smell. And just you walk, you walk in the door, and you're like, "Oh my god, there's Christmas everywhere in my house. This is amazing." <laughs> yeah. Now we we heard with this one, there's 120 pounds of pumpkin in here. Now, I always wonder if there were 60 pounds of pumpkin in here, or no pumpkin in here, would we have any idea? Like, I would love to. I would love to find out. You know, I think that pumpkin could add mouthfeel. It's possible, like in theory. I just can't imagine pumpkin adding any real flavor, and I know that it doesn't really add any discernible uh, fermentable sugar. Well, I mean, I, as far as this one goes, the pumpkin might actually be having more of a flavor contribution than in others because this is whole pumpkins that are, fresh. are getting chunked and then roasted. Yes. The, I, the, yeah, the roast so is, the part, roast yeah, is developing yeah. additional flavors. Yeah, that's a good to point. be uh, you know imparted to the the finished beer, whereas if you know it's just a can of pumpkin puree dumped straight into the mash tun, you're not going to get that. Yeah, it's it's kind of like um, um, toasting the oats before you put it into an oatmeal stout. Right. Essentially, yeah. no, that, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, the other thing is when you're brewing with with uh, pumpkin. You can put it in almost anywhere. Like some people put it in the mash. When I made mine, I did that. Some people put it in the boil, and some people just throw it in the fermenter, which to me seems like the biggest, totally pointless activity, other than wanting to lose more beer and you know just generally hate cleaning your fermenter. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, asking Chris when we're at Dubco later in the month about that day. Oh yeah, I feel like in the mash would be the right spot for it. Yeah, that's where that's I put just mine. Like in, in just thinking off the top of my head, I'm like, that, like I want to get that, extract that flavor out of it. Like you got to cook it a little bit. You know, that to me seems the right. If spot. it's going to add anything to the beer, I think it's going to happen yeah. in, in the mash. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, yeah. So if you were to, to, you know, become a different person and make an actual pumpkin beer, was that that's where you would put? I it? I did make one once. Yes, yeah, so it was a long time ago, though. You're a different person now. That's true. <laughs> I have much more old than better. Yes, exactly. <laughs> In the four years that have passed. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. those, those four years you've gone from... Has leached a lot of joy out of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the the get, off, get off my lawn is in full effect. There you go. So what are you thinking on this one? Uh, let's start with you, Mark. You you were low on the last one. Where are you on Squash Buckler? So I, I would definitely go bomber for Squash Buckler, just because the, the ginger is more predominant, and you know it's just a flavor that I like. I also like it's it's light and easy drinking. Definitely two glasses. What's the, what the ABV on the five point nine? That's, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's not, that's, that's, that's not a, crazy. most pumpkin beers are going to be in a very drinkable territory. Yeah, um, Larry has to fuck everything up and just make it a nine, which is fine with me. But just in general, well, like he did, he did yeah. put the magic word imperial in front of it, he so did. it makes it okay. He did. What um, about you, Justin? What do you think? It's going to be a, a bomber for me as well. Um, I am not going higher because of the ginger. But I still really, really enjoy it. I would drink two of these at any point ever. Yeah. Um. I think I'm gonna go probably with the. You know, I'll make it a hat trick with you guys. I'll go with the bomber as well. Like, I could just grab one of these, and I think even yeah. not not in the fall, I could go all year round with this and just be like, yep, all right, just have one of these. Let's go. Yeah, the, I, I think that this, from a spice perspective, is one of the more unique pumpkins but it still doesn't stray so far from it that if you gave it to someone they would without without question make say it's a pumpkin beer no but it at the same point in time like that you know sort of setting it apart 
really makes when you give it to somebody really makes them be like, oh wow. Yeah, like yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. No, I totally agree with you. I, I that's exactly you're exactly the point that I that I wanted to make. It doesn't. It's not so far that it's not a pumpkin beer, but it's far enough where it's unique and stands by itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the third one, we're gonna go into 1940s. The effing pumpkin. Which is creeping up a little bit. This one's at the 6.6. This one's from 1940s Brewing Company. Yes. This is uh, one of my favorite pumpkin beers because of the base style. As we mentioned earlier, you can have a number of different base styles. A lot of, uh, Most of them are going to be an amber ale or something along those lines. A lot of times you'll see a stout. In fact, we're going to see one of those later. But as Saison, as a pumpkin beer, it just makes so much sense to me. Awesome. Yep, hence, hence the vigorous pour on the last one. Yeah. It's a little You got fun. the paper towels there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Some paper towels. Absolutely. I apologize about that, Mark. Yeah, no, it's it's crowlers. It's I don't understand the physics, but it's definitely crowlers. Yeah, it, it seems to be all of them. It's, my favorite, my other favorite part is, and I had this the other day from a crowler that my uncle got me from upstate. It um, they sometimes the seal doesn't happen all the way around, and when the seal doesn't occur like directly in line with the opening of the can, all of a sudden it starts pouring out of the uh, seam. Yeah, and you're like, how how is this happening? Why is it going everywhere? Wow, that the head on this one is fairly epic. Yeah, well, um, I mean, it's a saison, and that was a you know, Kevin just gave himself a judge's pour. Well, yeah, a judge's pour from the ceiling, essentially. Well, I kind of needed to because he's, pra- he's pra- practicing his cedra technique. <laughs> I don't know what you just called me. It's a. I'm Span- pretty certain I have to fight you to restore my honor. Now. It's a Spanish style <laughs> uh, funky cider. Okay, that isn't carbonated, so. Like when they serve it to you from the bottle, they like pour it as far as they possibly can. <laughs> That's awesome. To you know, just get a little bit of something going on. It's a little little foam. Just a little uh, you know, aeration in there. But uh, you know what? I'm gonna bring it up now that um, I'm using my new glass. Um, our buddy Phil, who's a uh, a beer. Ranger or whatever you call them, I forget what. I don't know. He's brand manager. He's like a brand ambassador, but they have a, f- a special name for it. I forget yes. what. Um, for New Belgium, he's a, a Long Island local. I'm sure some of you guys listening know who I'm talking about. I'm drawing a blank on his last name. Something with an E. Um, but he was doing a promo at a uh, local uh, bottle shop, and I stopped in to pick up some beers and bought a sixer of the Voodoo Ranger Atomic Pumpkin. So I got a glass that was all uh, engraved, and it's a nice big uh, two-old glass, and it's doing good for this, and I can fit my giant nose in it, so that helps, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's not uh, it's not a pumpkin beer topic, but while you bring up Phil in New Belgium, um, the day after your, uh, this releases, uh, New Belgium is doing an amazing event at Hoptron and Patchog, where um, their beer blender, who's, um, her name is Linda. Lauren Limbach. Lauren uh, Limbach. Okay, thank you. I thought it was, all right. You definitely know better than I do. Um, the... Uh, Essentially, you're never going to meet another person who like her. She, blending beer is a whole topic and a whole nother thing. Blending sour beer. Yeah, that just not many people in America do, let alone the world. So she's going to be there. There's going to be a bunch of uh, beers on tap for flights that are probably never going to happen again, including the base for Lawfully without anything done to it. Um, so anyway, it's at 5 o'clock um, at Hoptron and Patchogue. Oscar. When is that? Yes, Oscar. Uh, uh, Friday, October 12th. Friday is starting at five. Yeah, she'll be there from five to eight. So, um, yeah, I will. I will definitely be there. Um, hopefully, uh, uh, some of the listeners will be there. If anybody else comes, uh, come and grab me. I look like I do on this thing. Just find some ugly basic white guy. It's probably me. There you go. I might have to 
be ill that day or something. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> come hang. <Yeah. laughs> um, and on that note, back to pumpkin beer. Um, this smells like a saison with like a hint of nutmeg and cinnamon. This is pretty awesome. Yeah. This one has a, yes, it has so that uh, saison smell. You, you called it, it. So we got pumpkin, vanilla, cinnamon, and nutmeg. And then you get uh, a little bit of cloviness from the Belgian yeast. Yes. This is... Damn, son. This is outstanding. Yeah, I. This, this is also like up there as far as my favorite pumpkins because it is so easy drinking. Yeah, this is 6.6. I mean, 6.6 isn't that high, but I still wouldn't even register that as no. even close to that. It just goes down so no, easy. No, yeah, it's, it's very digestible. A little hint of the, uh, you get the clove, but I also get a little bit of the bubble gum from the Belgian yeast. Yeah, it sort of gives bit. a little bit of sweetness, if that makes any sense. That's what it, that's, that's what it is. That's throwing me off a little bit, the bubble gum to it. I'm like, all right, like we had a very, very pumpkin centric smell, like the, and feel the fat, the first two. And this one with bringing that bubble gum in there is like, like there's something different. What's going on? And it kind of comes off to me almost in that sense of like, when you brush your teeth, if you use mint toothpaste, which this communist doesn't, but nope. um, but if you everybody else knows what the hell I'm talking about, you use a mint toothpaste, and the first thing you eat kind of has a little bit of a mint aftertaste. Like that's kind of the experience I'm getting with the bubble gum to this. I I, I I can see that. I I'm a big fan of that flavor. I drink a shitload of Belgian beers, right? Um, and I think that again, if you were to tell me that <laughs> you were putting pumpkin spices into a belgian beer i would be mad at you for fucking up a good belgian beer <laughs> um and also fucking up probably a good pumpkin beer at the same time but this works fantastically it's also i mean it fits a saison style so well like it's so distinctly still a saison yeah it definitely is and uh so i got to talk to john brangle who's the the head brewer there for a little bit when i went to pick this up and he told me that uh you know, last year they brewed a, a five-barrel batch because they weren't sure, you know, how well it was going to sell. And, you know, they blew through that right quick, so they had to rebrew it another five-barrel batch last year. So this year they just brewed one ten-barrel batch right off the get-go. And he told me that they really don't have a heck of a lot of it left at this point. So Is that their full system, ten-barrel? or I believe so, a yeah. Full run? Okay. Yeah, I, I think they should brew it again. <laughs> I think they should brew it again. There's plenty of time to kick through it. I mean, pumpkin beers. I mean, pumpkin beers would sell no matter what. But I feel like you can legitimately sell pumpkin beers all the way through Thanksgiving and like still have people yeah. just trucking through them. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you figure if they brew it, if they make it this week, it should be done by. It should be ready for Halloween. Yeah. You know, and you should be able to use it for the month of November. Yeah, the only thing that might dice that up a little bit is the saison factor. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't time. Know. I'm not sure how long they how long if they just run it high and like mm-hmm. turn and turn it out or what they do. I don't know. I didn't ask on that front, but you know, I just thought that was interesting. It is really interesting. It also, I mean, the pumpkin spice like army. They're so big. Like I can't. I like it. I like yeah. all pumpkin things. I just don't get like so amped up. It's also because I hate fall. Fall is the worst fucking time of year ever. What yeah. was it? Somebody you should sodomize yourself with that. Some journalist, I I forget Awful. what uh, outlet it was. Slate maybe. Like they they spent like a month basically like buying and using every pumpkin spice product <laughs> oh, God. that that they came across, like including deodorant and like 
I think I saw something about that somewhere. Yeah. Can I? Can I? I have one question that yes. confuses me about Paul. You are not a small person. No. Usually, big guys are happy when the weather gets a little cooler. Nah. No. No. Nah. That is not you. See, it's not even so much the weather. Like I don't like. I love the temperature in fall. Okay. I don't mind it being you know somewhere between fifty and seventy. Right. I dig on that. It's awesome. I don't mind it being hot either. But what I hate about fall is all the shit that I like to do, other than drinking and making beer, stops. Okay. I can't play golf. I hate cold. I hate the cold. I right. hate snow more than anything. Right. That I was get, well I get established on a recent yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yes. I, get da- I get days off when it snows. Yeah. I would rather go to work. I right. fucking hate snow. Even if, I have to, even if I didn't have to shovel it, I don't like it. I don't like okay. the way it looks. I can so it's, it's about all snow just the dread time. of snow coming that kills you. It, it, gotcha. Mostly. Okay. It's mostly that. But it, it's also just, I feel, it's like a death. It, it's the death of fun. Like, not a lot of fun shit for me happens in the winter, other than beer-related activities, gotcha. which are thankfully more plentiful now for me, so there it's not that bad. Okay. Sorry. No, I, I, okay. I got a little crazy. I really, really, as you can tell, it's not even an act. I hate, yeah. I detest wow. the fall and winter. <laughs> All right, well, we know you don't detest this beer, so why don't no. you start us with a rating on it? This is a growler. Easy. Um, I could I could drink this pretty much all the time. You know, the only thing that would stop it from being um, a keg, um, oddly enough, is the thing I like the most about it, which is the Saison character. Yeah. I mean, you just can't, you know, you can't pound Saisons. The no. flavor builds up pretty quickly in your mouth. Yeah. But I'm still going to drink four of these and be crazy happy. Yeah. As Mark just muppets it back, what's your, what's your take on it? I'm going to second him on the growler for it uh i really like it it is really very drinkable mm. and i like the the spicing on it and you know that the saison yeast character is just something unique as far as pumpkin beers go and enjoyable i will concur that it absolutely is unique um i think i'm just gonna take one little step back probably go with a bomber on this one of saying i want one i want a little more than one glass or I want like a tall glass of it, but that's about it. Um, the the bubble gum is throwing me off just a little bit of it. Um, I do like how light it is, though. It does fe- not that the, any of them that we've had so far are heavy in the mouth, but this one definitely tastes lighter than the other ones. Um, so that's good. But I don't know. There's just something's just not striking it. It's not hitting that chord that I wanted to hit. No, it makes sense, and I think it's a lot of. Uh... Saisons for a lot of people. I think that again, each individual saison is so different than the others. Yeah, and it, it, you know when you have the whatever yeast expression is happening is going right. to be kind of what makes or breaks that beer yeah. for a person. And I've run into saisons that I'm like, I want to bathe in it. And yeah, I think that, you, you 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 prefer the more pepper peppery yeah uh, forward ones. And you know, and I like some of the the clove end of it, but the bubble gum just kind of, and I I like that in some beers, but it just. The combination of it with this is what's making it a little weird for me. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think a, I think a, a bomber would be there. I would probably have a two glasses of it. Which one are we do next? The uh, Blue Point. Yeah, the Mother Pumpkin Ale. Yeah, I've seen this so many times, and just based on the label itself, I've wanted to try it. I don't I will, think I've ever seen it before, honestly. The, I mean, this year. I don't think I've seen it before oh, this year. I just okay. mean, like you know, as as we've been getting towards the season, I've seen it in the supermarkets and stuff. So. My brother and now my sister-in-law um, came over uh, yesterday, um, Saturday, brought a lasagna, which was awesome. Ooh. Oh, nice. Um, and so I cracked open a couple of these for, um, I cracked open one of each, the uh, the voodoo one, the um, atomic pumpkin and this one, and I just handed my brother one. I go, 
try a sip of each, whichever one you don't want, I'll drink. You know, and he went with the um, Atomic Pumpkin, and I went through one of these, and I downed it pretty fast and ended up coming right back for another one because I think it's really tasty. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. I'm going to finish the Saison real quick so you guys can talk about this for a second while you drink it. The aroma on this is um, it's a, it's a little uh, a little denser. It's a, it's a little heavier on my nose and um, kind of a stone fruit type sweetness I get from it. Yeah, it definitely has a... Uh... Yeah, like a, a raisin prune-ish aroma to it. Not a lot of spice, maybe a little bit of clove on the nose. Yeah, it's it's there low in the background. Their website don't, doesn't really give specifics. It just says uh, pumpkin and spices. Yeah, color-wise, again, we're looking at a, a deep copper. Um, not as clear as some of the other ones, a little, little on the cloudy side. Um, Whitehead. The uh, flavor-wise, I don't know if you anyone else agree. It's it's very clove heavy for me. Maybe not clove. Maybe it's nutmeg. I'm not very good at picking. I think spices. it's nutmeg. I don't yeah. think it's clove. Uh, it it is also like especially coming off the effing pumpkin. The uh, the body on this is super full, whereas the yeah the effing pumpkin is, is very light bodied. It's definitely the fullest body we've had so far. And I got to say, that's one of the parts of it that I really like. Like, listen, you know. But thick, thick beers need love too. Yeah, exactly. Big body, lo- big body beers need love too. Yes, um, I, I agree I though like, with you. I do enjoy. I it. like the body to it. I like the mouthfeel of it, it that you can feel it's there. Um, I just and it's got a little bit. Of, it's got a little bit of the spicy. It's a little bit sweet, but like, I feel like it's also just really easy to drink. Yeah, like, especially for the amount, the level of body on it, it it, it doesn't uh, hinder the you know the like you kind of it gives you that pumpkin beer flavor and then it just goes down easy. And that's a fair point. A beer made with pumpkin again, thinking of a pumpkin. A pumpkin is a dense. It's a starchy uh, thing. vegetable. Like, yeah, it's gonna. It, I'm surprised that it doesn't that the there isn't more like starch proteins that come out that if you include that in there. Like again, maybe some do and some don't, but. I would think that that would happen. You would add these, you would boil, if you put it in the boil, that you would get the starches start to extract and that would thicken things up. But I really don't know. That's the only thing I would think you would get from pumpkin. Yeah, if but you added it to the boil yeah. after the mash, yeah. you definitely would get carryover of uh, starches. Yeah. But um, there was an article um, that Newsday posted or I don't know if they posted it. Re- I think they posted it on like Friday. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw route. that on Yeah, uh, uh, Po' Boy actually. Uh, yeah, Po' Boy linked it Facebook, out there. I saw um, it. 1940s too. Yeah, um, which were both mentioned in the article, and it was kind of and it was talking about uh, you know Long Island uh, pumpkin beers and just in general, and it's a good really quick read. It's like a two second read. Yeah. Um, but they give. I thought they gave a really good definition of pumpkin beers in there, and then they kind of like classified like which one is which. And the Blue Point one, they said, this is the beer for everybody. Like, this is the every this is the everybody pumpkin beer. And I think that really is what it is. Like, there's not... It's just enough of the flavor to give you the feeling of a pumpkin beer, but not enough spice to kind of turn anybody off. Yeah. Um, it's the moderate milk toast uh, conciliatory, you know, candidate for everybody. Yeah, I, I agree with that. The... I had mentioned on the West Hampton one that the amount of spice in it, I wanted a little bit more punch, and this is even more subdued than that. And and I, it's not that it's a bad beer. I'm just I'm finding it one note to the nut to the nutmeg. 
Like I'm not really oh, getting, yeah, getting any complexity to it. I I love the body of it. Um, but other than that, there's there's not much. I don't even really get a lot of sweetness from the malt in the in the flavor. Like a, a little bit, but I'm really just kind of getting that one spice. There's like a a little bit of a, like a weird prickliness on uh, like as like an afterfeel. Yes, and I don't know what that's from. You know what I really think that's from? I think that's from the saison that we just had in the glass before because I don't remember that. No, I don't think so. I I'm kind of experiencing a similar thing, and it's not tasting the same as when I had it. Is there anything in the bottles though? No, I finished it. All right. Um, it's not tasting the same as when I had it just two days ago. Well, th- that may be true, but I definitely that wasn't, might just be my glass. I might. I was I wasn't getting prickliness from drinking the effing pumpkin. No, so I'm I saying just, it's just like expect. I don't know. I think it's just. I thought it might be like a combination of the two or something. I think it like might that. be. It might be from that that one particular spice. And again, I don't want to make it seem like it's bad. It's not. No. I, fin- I finished it. Like I would yeah. drink. I would drink another one right now. No, I mean, <laughs> no. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like I have this sensation yeah. and um i don't know what to attribute it to i would bet it's from from the spice i remember my pumpkin beer that was a spice bomb in particular clove as we mentioned before i had a similar reaction to that when i drank it i had a a, 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 a very um, I, tongue feeling i remember yours being aggressive yeah it was very being, aggressive. being very aggressive <laughs> And not super enjoyable. It was also like the third beer I ever made, so yeah, I'm okay with it. It wasn't, I, well, it wasn't super enjoyable, no. but it was very No, he, he like shared me the recipe. I'm like, you sure you want to use that much? He was yeah. like, I found this recipe. I'm just going to brew it. Like, I'm not changing anything. Listen, I'm like, you got to do it. And okay. Make it. You got to do well, it. And look, learn I, look at the, you know what? My goal was achieved. I learned a lesson from it. You know what there I mean? Go. If I hadn't done it and it wasn't enough, I would be confused. I know where the barrier is now. I know how far we can go. <laughs> You only find the line once you cross it. Exactly. And I certainly crossed it with that god awful yeah. beer. Um so for this one I think that like I think their analysis of it being the pumpkin beer for everybody exactly what happens like when you get the something for everybody it's never the greatest but it's something that's acceptable to everybody and I think this kind of hits that note and it's pretty good. I yeah. like it. Like I think I would put this one probably at a bomber. Like I could put down two of these, and I did, and it was like it was really pleasant. And at five point five, like yeah, it's no no big deal, and it's kind of yay pumpkin. Is that the official rating? Yes, yay bomber. Yeah, bomber, yay pumpkin. Okay, bomber, yay pumpkin. Yeah, I'm gonna roll pint on it. Um, I'm almost scare quotes around the ale. Sorry. I had to share that. That's fine. I'm, uh, I'm almost at a bomber with it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the pint. It's a little one note for me. I I love the body on it. I wish that um, if we could take the body of this along with the um, spice of the West Hampton, I think we would be much higher. As far as scare quotes, that just makes me think. Like I think I feel that our work will be done when relatives of mine stop asking me if something is a beer or an ale. Well, well we I feel like our work will never be done. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to lean more on the fact that, oh, thankfully, your relatives are a little older now. <laughs> Generally speaking, I don't think that it's going to be us that fixes that problem. Yeah, it's going to take a bit more. Um, so what is this? Is this that the, that uh, just reminded me of like uh, like a really old robot chicken robot chicken segment where it's a couple of old guys sitting on a park bench and one turns to the other and says well we'll be dead soon <laughs> there you go. 
If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.